Hello and welcome to ChamberCast, the Billings Chamber of Commerce's podcast. I'm your host, Jack Genoway. Holiday season is here and it is busy time for a lot of our local nonprofits as the season of give- giving commences. I have representatives from three of those nonprofits here with me today. A welcome to the show, Felicia Berg with Family Promise. Hey, good morning and thanks for having me. Uh, Lindsay Richardson with Downtown Billings Alliance. Hi. And Gabrielle Denio with Special Olympics. Good morning, everybody. Thank you all for joining me on this nice snowy morning. So we'll go ahead and get the obvious question out of the way, the reason that you're all here. What does your organization do and what are you doing specifically for the holiday season? And I think we will start with Gabrielle. I represent Special Olympics of Montana. This December 10th at 2 p.m., we are hosting our annual Polar Plunge event. It's a fundraising that we partner with businesses local nonprofits, um, Special Special Olympics athletes and their families, um, and local law enforcement to put on this plunge where these teams put together, dress up in costumes, and jump into a freezing cold pool. So we are raising funds for that right now, and uh, we're trying to give back to these athletes and their families. These athletes all have intellectual disabilities, and we want to support them and their families by fundraising with this event. So why a polar plunge? Why a polar plunge? Well, we are in Montana and it's cold. And it was uh, something the organization came up with a decade ago to um, raise funds. We originally jumped into Lake Elmo, but we figured a pool full of ice was just a better idea. Why not? What date did you say this was again? December 10th at 2 p.m. at the REI co-op parking lot. Okay. So for a polar plunge, do you cross your fingers for cold weather or warm weather? I don't think it makes a difference. (laughs) It's cold. Yeah. You said that this was a fundraiser. What is the what are the funds going to be going to? The funds go to the athletes and their families to support their participation um, in different sports, such as basketball, bowling, bosey ball, track, field events, all those sports that they may have not been involved in in high school or as an adult. We take juveniles, we take adults and the families and these athletes pay nothing. So the fundraising, all the funds go to local athletes. Um, to help them complete their goals and to engage in these programs and activities and empower them. So travel costs, equipment, everything. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and bring in Lindsay. What is DBA doing for the holiday season? So the Downtown Billings Alliance, we are a few things. We champion Downtown Billings, uh, the the businesses that exist down there. And so um, one of the Two big topics that we do for holiday is we do the downtown Billings gift card, really promoting that. That's a year round option. You can buy the gift card and it's accepted like a Visa card at over 50 plus locations. So that's something we highly promote. The reason we do that is the dollars that you spend and the dollars that you purchase on that gift card stay 100% local, which is great. So if you want to buy a gift that you know is supporting local, that's one of the really big pushes we have is the Downtown Billings gift card. Yeah, a lot of people are going to be exchanging gift cards this time of year coming up pretty soon. It's a gift that you know that won't get returned. It's a little different than a sweater. (laughs) So the Montana Brewing Company is one of the top five places that people use it at. You can use it at the Big Dipper, at Liberty and Vine. There's just the list is huge. Yeah, I um. So I use gift cards for two different things. Usually, when I'm giving them to people, it's either 
somebody I don't know super, super well, or I'm kind of trying to round out a, a larger gift that I'm putting together for somebody that I do know well. And the worst thing as the gift receiver is when you get a gift card for a place that you don't mm-hmm. necessarily ever go to. And sometimes that's good. It encourages you to try new things. But the the DBA gift card is kind of special in that way and that it, you can use it for a lot of different things. Yep. I mean, I have a friend specifically who I love to buy a gift for every holiday, but that person just goes downtown for their fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And so getting this gift card is my way of saying, here, have a great year. (laughs) Have some fun. Yeah. Yeah. You could have just kind of a bundled downtown experience just off of this one one gift card you could use in couple of different places. Exactly. So we have the gift card. Um, We also, of course, do the holiday parade as a way of just helping the community ring in some cheer. But then the holiday stroll is the first Friday of December. And that's our big downtown business centric event. That is one of the most beautiful nights, if you ask me, of downtown Billings is like year. And it's because it's the most vibrant and beautiful. It's the way downtown. If you're out there on a stroll night, it is lively the the sidewalks are full the cheer the windows are decorated the lights are on a lot of the retail stays open late and it just feels like a really busy space and that's exactly what our organization and mission is to create that vibe and that feeling and that liveliness year round and so to see a night where you say okay this is totally something that is is possible and with the buy-in of the businesses and the buy-in of the community will be a beautiful day. Yeah. I, that's one of my favorite things like with art walk is another example of this, just being downtown outside when there's a bunch of other people there. Yeah. It just feels like so much fun. And I, you honestly wouldn't even have to spend any money to enjoy yourself. Of course I usually end up patronizing big dipper or rock Creek or something like that on the the way too. (laughs) the holiday stroll is December 2nd. It's from anywhere. It's, really an all-day event, but it's really the the height of it is 5 p.m. till about 9 p.m. because it also includes and encompasses Art Walk and the Holiday Art Walk. Mm-hmm. It has the Stroll Trolley again this year, so that's a, under Sky Point. There's a stop um, over by the, big, by the Billings Depot. There's a stop, and we're working on getting another stop over at the Yellowstone Art Museum because they're having their winter fair that night, too. And so that you can take the trolley around downtown and hit all the blocks. It's a 19 block downtown. So in the middle of this or at the beginning of December, either way, it's cold and it's a great way to get around. We have Santa photos for free for the community because not everyone can afford a a really great Santa photo. We offer that as a free option. We have fire pits on Broadway. Those are just little additions. The Northern has live entertainment with bells, carolers, Montags will have their famous eggnog, whether that's spiked or not. They have one of each, but it's a really popular night. So I highly recommend everybody come out. So that's December 2nd. When did you say the holiday parade was? The holiday parade is the day after Thanksgiving. So it's Friday, November 25. Oh, and I I forgot to ask, you guys are doing something related to parking during the holiday season, right? Yeah. Sorry, I forgot that. That's a very important, everybody wants to know. Free parking uh, at the downtown meters, at uh, the meter on street meters, free two hour parking from Thanksgiving to New Year's Day. That's this is our second year doing that. And so that starts on Thanksgiving. Awesome. So the number one lame excuse that people use for <laughs> not going it? downtown has been eliminated. <laughs> yep, that's right. I mean, the parking garages still cost you, oh, a whole whopping two to three dollars. Um, wow. <laughs> you know, but 
we I park in those just so you know. I don't mind the two to three dollars. But yeah, that's what I do too. But yep, the meter parking during the holidays is a is not a argument that yeah. you get to use. All right, let's bring in family promise. I know you guys have a lot of really exciting things planned for this December. Yeah, we sure do. So Family Promise, if people don't know, we're a homeless shelter for family units in the Billings area. The holidays are always super busy for us, helping the families that are struggling with homelessness and then helping provide the magic of Christmas. So um, we're always looking for people in the community to come alongside us and sponsor those families for Christmas. We don't want our families that are in the shelter to take all their savings and, and provide us, you know, a Christmas for their kiddos. We want them to keep it so we can still work towards towards housing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, when we sponsor a family, we sponsor both children and the parents. We used to just do kids. And then several years ago, I heard a little girl ask her mom why she was bad this year. And the mom's like, what are you talking about? I wasn't bad. Well, Santa didn't bring you anything. <laughs> and uh, it just like, it broke my heart because, you know, she can't go out and spend money on herself, mm-hmm. you know, as some parents will do, you know, or have that exchange of gifts to have gifts underneath the tree. So we changed that rule immediately. And when a family sponsored, both the children and the adults get a Christmas. So that's one way to support our families. And then we also hand out, last year we handed out over 300 stockings and we hand those out through the community diaper bank that we run. And those stockings go to families who we can't provide a full Christmas, but we can help out. And we, we have identified the families that are struggling financially we want them to keep coming to the diaper bank and get diapers and formulas from us. And, you know, here's a little extra. Here's the stockings all full of stuff to kind of help alleviate some of that financial stress of the holidays. Because as any parent knows, Christmas is a magical time, but it's also can be very stressful. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, with the power of community, we take a little bit off the shoulders of those parents. And every year I am just in awe of how generous this community is and and what different businesses and individuals do for the families in our program. Mm-hmm. And those folks who are, uh, who come to the diaper bank, those are folks you work with who are at risk of homelessness as well as experiencing homelessness, right? Those, those families are, well, 90% of them are in extreme poverty, but there aren't any stipulations. So for instance, this year when we had the formula shortage through all throughout billings, we had families from all demographics coming because we have a, a good relationship with Infamil and I had a bunch in storage that wasn't affected by the recall. So it, it's literally, if you're struggling for whatever reason to feed or keep your baby healthy and dry, come see us. But 90% of them are, are struggling with poverty. Um, we want them to pay their electric bill and not have to choose between buying groceries or buying diapers and pay rent. So if we can help out, cause it's, it's about hundred dollars a month to, put diapers on a baby so it can be very expensive but that's you know that can be gas and electric bill all in one if yeah. we, if we can help them with those diapers it is just such a an emotionally impactful visceral thing when you're talking about really young children yeah and every kid deserves a home and a bed yeah. and a place to do homework and you know and all of that but in you know the reality is that so many families are struggling with homelessness right now and I'm not sure if you guys know, the average age of a person in our shelter is nine years old. Mm. Um, so it's, it's really about the children in those family units to help the parents get stable so that the kids can go on and live a productive life. 
So there's two different ways people can get involved. They could either yes. sponsor a stocking that would be handed out to somebody at the diaper bank. Yep. And that's that would be kind of just a, you know, a bundle of things that you put together that yeah. most people would enjoy. So even the chamber has done stockings for us before, and they just got a bunch of um, stockings from the dollar store and random people brought in stuff and they filled them up. So it can be something your office does, or maybe you can do at your congregation or as a family, just, you know, working with maybe your own children and talking about, you know, what others may not have as much and, and a good way to get that generosity in their mm -hmm. spirit. Um, so it can be a lot of fun. And then the other thing that you could do is sponsor a specific family. Yes. And in that case, you would be checking off a wish list. Yeah. So if you wanted to sponsor a family, they just call our office and then they can kind of pick a little bit. You know, we have families as small as single parents with one children and as large as seven or eight in the family. So, you know, somebody may not want to take on the eight people family, but they want to do, you know, two or three. So then they kind of get linked up. Um, sometimes the families that have more teens are like, oh, I want a little baby, but you know, teens still want the magic of Christmas. So mm -hmm. that's something to think about. They're much harder to shop for, yeah. but, but they also, you know, Santa comes for them too. So if you want to play Santa this year, contact Felicia. Yes, please do. <laughs> the common thread between all three of your organizations and what you're doing for the holiday season right now is that this is really an opportunity to keep it local because there's, you know, there's plenty of opportunities to engage in charity, you know, even globally. The one that always sticks out to me is that you can buy animals that will be sent to, you know, some place in, in Africa for agrarian communities. And, then, and Lord knows there's plenty of places to shop online. So uh, can I have each of you talk a little bit about, you know, as you see it, the importance of, you know, keeping it local during the holiday season, engaging local. And Lindsay is chomping at the bit here. Well, I thought I'd start because you guys have such, the other two have such really poignant and pointed, like very important personal independent. But mine is my reason for downtown Billings and the shop local is that the downtown businesses are owned by my neighbors and your neighbors and community members. And they are the they are the reason um, they the money spent at their stores help keep their doors open. And then also they spend money at the other local businesses and that money just stays local versus that we we like to use the example if you spend a hundred dollars locally, sixty eight of it stays local. Where mm -hmm. if you spend a hundred dollars on one of those online send your money to Africa situations, maybe zero that in that situation zero stays local. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's the real importance. If you you find yourself downtown or West End or anywhere and say why is that building vacant? Why is that space not open? Well. You have to support the local businesses that fill those spaces. And if you want to see more of those spaces filled, you really need to put your money where your heart is. And that's home. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and more local businesses mean lo more local jobs that, mm -hmm. you know, that help people who Felicia are working with to help them find work and then ultimately find housing. Like it's it is very important to support local businesses and then commensurately support the local economy as a whole. So many of our local businesses sit on board member or so business owners sit on boards for special Olympi Olympics, for mm -hmm. family promise, for the Billings chamber, different organizations. And so 
These aren't people who were filling their pockets and they're going off on Tahiti vacations. <laughs> These are people who are working in their stores every day and then on their free time sitting on boards and also just communicate, like p- being part of the community itself. So hopefully they get to get to Tahiti hopefully someday. They, <laughs> I know. That, I mean, that's every entrepreneur's dream is to have a little freedom. And, uh, but when it comes to these local shops, I mean, if you go in, there's one or two people working and it's usually one of them is the owner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And something that I've seen, um, from the nonprofit side with, with the local business owners in our community, every time we have a fundraiser and we need gift baskets and silent auction stuff, they are so generous Yeah, and they're so involved and it's so different than going to these big chain stores and they're like, go online, talk to this person Still in Nebraska and then we might talk to you in six months. It's like, no, let me put, I have some stuff right now that I can put together and they're always so giving. Yeah. Um, even if you know, on the backside, they might be struggling in their business. They still take care of, like you said, the neighbors. And there's just something so powerful they say, about that sense of community with them. 100%. They say that the pers- that local businesses, local business owners give 250% more to local nonprofits than their counterparts. I oh, mean, I totally believe it. Yeah. I agree. I believe it too. Mm-hmm. Gabrielle, do you have anything you'd like to add? I mean, Special Olympics is near and dear to my heart. As a local law enforcement officer, these athletes give more probably back to us than we give to them. Raising money with uh, Polar Plunge, even though I, I look at that icy water and I, I am double thinking myself. <laughs> but uh, the money that we raise stays local. And these athletes, they're challenged um, with their intellectual disability already. And they participate on these, these teams of bowling and basketball and track. And they're so happy to see their family members, to show their family members how they've improved. Mm-hmm. And us as law enforcement officers, when they're, we're there to give them a medal, they hug us. They give us, you know, fist pounds. They um, smile. They cry. Um, and, and that's what it's all about. You are giving them an opportunity um, by donating to Polar Plunge to participate in a dream, a dream that they wouldn't have otherwise. And that's that's what it's all about is is helping these athletes fulfill a dream. Gabrielle, I had a cousin who who participated in swimming for Special Olympics for many years and then basketball later on. And um, the opportunity that her she was able to get to feel to be as live the life that she really always knew she could uh, is a better way is a way to say it has been amazing. And so the Special Olympics being near to de- and dear to many families uh, the Polar Plunge is one of those opportunities. I know families who do that because they either had a special needs member of their family or just the the heartstrings of knowing like the opportunities wouldn't be there without Special Olympics. Yeah. And that, I mean, from a donor's perspective, I, selfishly, if you donate locally to something like Special Olympics, especially, you have the opportunity to really see the impact of your donation in person. Mm-hmm. And these athletes, they... They show you what, you know, courage is all about. They show you what teamwork is all about and they encourage each other. It's it's absolutely amazing what they can do. Um, so I encourage anybody in the community, if you haven't seen what these athletes can do, come to Polar Plunge, mm-hmm. watch them dress up in their amazing costumes, jump with family members and other athletes alike and watch their interactions. They're they're truly amazing people. That sounds awesome. 
So before we wrap up, I'd like to give each of you the opportunity to talk a little bit about some of the other stuff that you have going on. So if somebody doesn't get the opportunity to connect with your organization this November, what's the next thing after the holiday season that folks should be looking out to? And I think this time we'll start with Felicia. Perfect. So after the holidays, we go right into gala season. So our big beach blizzard is what it's called, our, our biggest fundraiser of the year. We actually raise about a third of our yearly budget in that one night. And that is in the middle of February. It's super fun evening, but we're always looking for sponsors and people to come to the event. And um, at this point, if you want to help plan the, the gala, you can be a volunteer and see how the back end of that is ran. But that's very important for us um, to make that, you know, the budget for the year so we can continue to serve the families in our community. That sounds awesome. Gabrielle? We have several polar plunges throughout the state of Montana. So if you miss the Billings one, you can definitely go to another community. Um, and afterwards, we're going to start working on our uh, winter programs. Um, at any time, uh, they can get a hold of uh, Amy with uh, Special Olympics and donate at any time. But our uh, winter Olympics is going to go into play. Um, our next big event, I believe, is the Torch Run, which kicks off in spring. So if somebody wants to come and watch a Special Olympics event, that would be the first opportunity to do that. Uh, the Winter Olympics would be the first opportunity okay. to see the athletes participate. Okay. Lindsay? Well, Downtown Billings always has the gift card, so you can always do the Downtown Billings gift card year-round. But we do First Fridays in downtown every first Friday of the month. So keep an eye out. If you don't get those emails already, you just head to downtownbillings.com and make sure you're on our email list. We send out, I promise, just about two emails a month. If we have more going on, of course, you might get a third, but that's about it. But we do have tons of events starting with the first event of the year being the St. Patrick's Day event. That'll be sometime in March, obviously around St. Patrick's Day. I am starting my, because I do the marketing and um, events for downtown, I am starting the process of talking about a live after five as soon as the holidays are behind me. So um, it's just, it's nonstop for me. I could list it all, but just go to head to downtownbillings.com and check out the calendar. There's a lot of events on the calendar, not just events that we as the organization put on, but there's events that are happening all over downtown. The library is amazing. Our down, our public library has so many events going on year round, Kirk's Grocery and lots of other venues and special um, downtown businesses. Well, before I let you go, uh, at the end of every episode, we like to do this thing we call the Rorschach questions. These are kind of fun, get to know you questions. I'm going to hold up an ink blot in the form of a question and I'll ask for just your first response. And this is one that we always ask. How long have you been in Billings and what keeps you here? Felicia. So I'm a Montana girl, but I did grow up outside of Billings and I came to Billings in 2000. So that puts me at 22 years. I can't see moving somewhere where we don't know our neighbors. We, you know... My kids, as they've grown older and go through elementary school, I see the same teachers. I see the same, you know, siblings of kids my other kids went with. And, and it feels like home. That's where I want to be. That's I want to know the people around me. I don't mm -hmm. want to be surrounded by so many people that I feel alone. And I think that's how it is in bigger cities. So Billings is where I will stay. All right. Gabrielle? I came to Billings in the late 2000s, and I came here um, because it's truly Montana's trailhead. It was very centralized. 
I loved Livingston. I loved Bozeman. I loved the area around Billings. Um, and I wanted I wanted to stay here. And I also came here hoping to get a job with our local police department, which eventually happened. What keeps me here is uh, I do have a husband. Um, he also works for the city. And uh, we have four crazy little dogs that love uh, the community. And I love participating in the Alberta Bear, watching all the culture that we bring in, mm-hmm. um, the variety of businesses we have here. It is kind of like its own little island, and it has everything you would need, but you're not dealing with a big city, but you're not dealing with a small town. Either. Mm-hmm. Lindsay? So I moved to Billings in 2010, the first time, and the second time in 2015. Wow. And so on and off for nine years. And we, my husband and I love it here. Um, he, we stay here because of the, we have a, aside from a snowy day, we have a 15 minute commute and we live out, quote unquote, out of town. And that's amazing. I've lived where I had a two hour commute. Um, so I truly do enjoy the amount of family time I get still by living here. I have a wonderful yard for my 60 pound dog and um, my little wild toddler gets to experience the full seasons by living here. We just love it. Um, but I think the people are what keep me here the most. I have the most um, genuinely kind people here. I've lived coast to coast and we just really love the community centric minds that we're surrounded by. All right. Next question. What is your favorite Thanksgiving food? Lindsay. I love a sweet potato casserole. As long as it's made with the candied nuts on top, I am winning Thanksgiving. <laughs> I second you. Lindsay. Yeah. Uh, sweet potatoes all the way. Whoa, that's not my answer at all. It's <laughs> <laughs> not my favorite. Um, so besides the meat, like the turkey and the ham, mm. I love like my mom's homemade mashed potatoes and gravy. Um, And then, you know, you can't go wrong with pies after. So really, there's not a bad pie I've had, but pumpkin, apple, all of that. (laughs) Felicia's jaw was dropped, by the way, when we both said I was like, whoa, (laughs) we make it out of tradition, but it's not. There's also a sweet potato pie, you know, so you could jump on this board. It almost (laughs) tastes like pumpkin. (laughs) All right. So speaking of Thanksgiving, are you the type of person who likes to wait until after Thanksgiving to start listening to Christmas music and putting up decorations or are you chomping at the bit, Gabrielle? Well, I um, hate to admit it, but I turned on the Alexa this morning getting ready to come here and was like, why don't we listen to Christmas music? It's snowing (laughs) outside. Um, But traditionally, I usually wait till after Thanksgiving, but it just seemed like an appropriate day. Lindsay? (laughs) I prefer to wait till after Thanksgiving, but that is not the life I live. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How how old is your kid? (laughs) Two and a half. Yeah. She's like, we're singing about snow now. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Felicia. Okay. So I am one that will watch a good Christmas movie in July. So Mm. it's, it's kind of all year round. I love the Christmas um, time, but I have over the weekend, I actually redecorated my living room so I can get the tree in. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm that one. But to be fair, in the nonprofit world, December is crazy and I've waited before and then I don't get my own home done because I'm so busy doing stuff at work. So I've had to start doing it in November. I'm not crazy. It's just because of work. How many trees do you have to decorate for work? 
and oh. then yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you go home. Yeah, and there's, like, oh, there's uh, several. <laughs> I mean, we do one for every family that's in our shelter, and then at the day center, and then we do one at the mall. It's just oh like, my goodness! Yeah, yeah. So there's been years that I'm just like, oh no, it's the week before Christmas, and I have to get my tree up. So I do it early now. That's completely reasonable. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, what is the most memorable experience you've had giving to someone else? So I think for me personally, it would be, I love giving the stockings out to the community when people aren't expecting it. So the families in our shelter, no Christmas is going to be provided, but the people that are unexpected and when a parent is just like in tears because they didn't know how they were going to make whatever work out for Christmas. And I just tell them Santa always comes through. So that's what makes me so grateful for what I have and what what I can provide for my children when I see others without as much as I have. My mother and I, um, we haven't done it much this last year in COVID affected, but we used to make blankets, um, the polar fleece tie blankets. Um, and then adopt some elderly people through the empty stockings program through APS. And we would um, get uh, these blankets put together and then um, get these elderly people the things that they need, whether it was, you know, sweatpants or anything that they needed living in their home. Because oftentimes they didn't have family or their family was far away or they just didn't have what they needed. And my mother and I did that for years. COVID obviously affected that. But we're hoping to get back into that empty stockings program. I haven't gotten the opportunity in Billings as much because a lot of what I'm doing is large community events that are um, that take half a year to plan and work. And I'm one human. But in back at home or my home city, I was able to for Thanksgiving work at the food bank with my mom every once in a while. And um, that was a wonderful experience. Just we're so lucky. So many people are are very privileged. And then there are so many people who don't Mm -hmm. have the security of that sweet potato casserole is going to come on your table every year. Um, and so it's, it's a really nice thing to be able to give your time, but also just to realize that not everyone's at the same level of privilege as you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And it's easy to forget that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, thank you all so much. This was a fantastic episode and I'm really looking forward to the holiday season now. Yay. Thank you for having us. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much to Felisa, Lindsay, and Gabrielle for joining us today. We are highlighting even more local nonprofits on our website, so be sure to check the show notes for links to everything we talked about today and for even more ways to give back. If you would like to advertise with us, suggest a topic, or ask a question, please feel free to email us at podcast at billingschamber.com. Don't forget to rate us on your preferred platform and subscribe to Chambercast wherever you get your podcasts because there is something here for everyone.